August 23rd, 2020. Here Welcome it back. is, podcast. We're still here. We made it. Another week. No sign of the coronavirus yet. No sign of the not, coronavirus. Not in my immediate area, anyway. Not in my immediate area. Um, still feeling healthy, still feeling good. Yeah. Um, haven't smoked a cigarette. I guess I'm going on week four now, which is a plus, I guess. Week four? Yeah, it's moving what was week four. What the hell happened? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. I know. I thought about long. it. I'm actually just moving into week four. I'm just coming out of week three. I gotcha. But I do like hit the old black and mild, but um, that just kind of gets me over the hump. But it's not like smoking a lot of cigarettes. So that's a plus. Anyway, uh, a little update. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, though. I mean, I'm still. I'm still smoking. I'm just trying to cut back in general, and kind of the rule is once I get to the place that I'm going, there's no smoking. Because the only parts that I really have a tough time cutting out is driving in the car, smoking while I'm driving. Yeah, yeah that's always drinking. Drinking things. beer drinking is probably to... my my biggest hump, you know, and that's probably where I play this game with the black and mild is that you know. After I've had a few beers, you know, there's yeah. something tasty about a little, a little tobacco. Bit. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Smoking and drinking, I think they made songs about it. Yeah, a few. A lot of country songs. <laughs> yeah, at least a lot of country songs. <laughs> Losing your wife and your truck breaking down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's natural. That shit happens. But I guess last week we had the Democratic National Convention... I don't yeah. know if you heard my, my little four minute rant the other night. Yeah, I got a little got a little heated. I heard it. Mm-hmm. I I heard the rant. And yeah, I mean it's I'd I'd watch parts of it. I couldn't really watch stand and watch the whole thing. And, and no. some of it some of it was a little bit cringy. It's just it was it was actually probably I I've seen it like a lot of, you know, bad T V in my day as growing up in the T V world. But I'm gonna have to go with that was the worst TV I've actually ever seen. <laughs> and then, you know, if Stephen Crowder, if you're listening to this, thank you for riffing that Joe, that, that whole night Joe Biden was on. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. It, it was but, brutal. I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know how many people, like, I don't know if that's something that really affects how Democrats are going to view the election, because I really think a lot of them probably didn't watch it. And it, it, at this point, I can't think of you, you've kind of decided who you're going to vote for already. So regardless of how much, you know, that uh, convention was a said shit show or not, um, it's pretty irrelevant, I think, to a lot of people at this point. Um, I'm off in the distance a little bit, but yeah, I, I watched it and it was... I don't know. People, I don't know. CNN and all of them said, talked about how it was just this, an amazing speech by Joe Biden. You know, I had, I had a person tell me one time that who I worked for, he goes, you know, Chris, when you're in a hole, there's only one place to go. It's up. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, I think there's a brilliant Simpsons reference to something about digging up. Mm-hmm. Dig your way out. Yeah. We'll dig our way out. It's mm-hmm. not so, how that works. So, you know, and again, like I said earlier on the the other podcast, you know, I just felt really disturbed by the, that Joe has a starting problem and nobody knew it. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to create a parameter for him to not be judged by the various, you know, his, his I cognitive guess he, I guess ability. Him, well, I guess you can call them gaps. 
Yeah, his uh, cognitive you know, ability. And he does have some gaffes. Like, even if, if you're a staunch Democrat, like, you can still vote for him, but also admit that he, he likes to fuck up periodically <laughs> just in <laughs> things that he says and does. So um, Very true. The, stu- the stuttering thing was, it was in bad taste, I think, and I don't think it scored them the points that they were looking for, which is for it, which it seems it like it's for a really disingenuous reason. So I don't know yeah. how many people they're picking up. I with just that, I just felt like it was decision. a publicity stunt. There's better like, things you could do with that. Stop making fun of Joe because you don't even know. have to bring it up because it shouldn't it shouldn't matter if you're if you're capable and qualified to do the job, then you're just capable and qualified to do the job. If you have a stutter, like the only things that should prevent you from you know a job with like maybe like an air traffic controller just because i think that that would hurt a lot of people but it's like if you can actually do the job who gives a shit if you got a stutter that's right exactly you know i mean i i think at one time when 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 i was when i was living in savannah georgia you know i went to a doctor and he goes do you have tourettes and i was like i don't know i don't <laughs> do you not. want some i was like i don't really <laughs> shout obscenities out for no reason and he goes why he goes it's really more than just that he goes there there's ticks like pe- people who have tourettes will have ticks yeah it's not all verbal and yeah. i'm like oh. he goes he goes what i notice is that you go mm, a lot and i was like what he goes do you notice yourself doing that and I was like, no. Probably not. No, I do not notice that. And he yeah. goes, but you do. He goes, I've talked to you for like the last 30 minutes. And and, uh, and I've heard it quite a few times. He goes, that's a, a sign doctor, of Tourette's. Yeah. As a doctor, they you probably know. notice it. Yeah. And then, then I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> as a chef, I'm in the perfect job. Because when I do get mad and the cuss words start slanging, oh, yeah. man, I do, as said by, it's I think, the-, uh, <laughs> the Christmas story, weave a great tapestry of curse words. Yeah. So people were like, I didn't know you could put those two words together like that and actually make sense. So, yes, maybe I do have Tourette's. I don't know, but I've never used it as a crutch, and I make fun of it when I do yell a lot of curse words in the heat of the battle. I don't don't think Gordon Ramsay got famous for his his sunny bedside manner. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. He got popular because he was just such a nice guy. I mean, it's like super sweet. If you're going to be an asshole, people like it as long as you're competent. And, so you know, if you're su- if you're hyper competent and you're an asshole, so, it's it's almost like well, you're and, and and Gordon Ramsay's defense and his and his defense, you know, he's like when you watch shows like Hell's Kitchen, it's really him just showing you what you know a chef on a busy Friday night goes through. And his job is to drive those people to do their best and to send out the, the best product ever. Yeah. And sometimes you got to cuss at him because you, you just stand there going, are, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as shitty as it sounds, but it's true. Anyway, enough about the cooking world. Let's move on from that. And... <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not an interesting world. It's, it's not hell. something that I've like delved too much into apart from just watching some of the cooking shows and stuff like that, which are entertaining for me. I do like watching right. them, but... Yeah, I know the actual the actual world of it's a little bit different than that. To some yeah. degree, I guess. You know, I it's not all it's not all please and punch, and everybody eats a seven, and they really don't care about the guys oh, in no. the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just wondering where their quesadilla is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting here ten minutes. How long did it take to make a quesadilla? Yeah, 
Those are chosen. I don't understand why you're it's taking so long. Do they got to kill the chicken to make the quesadilla? <laughs> I'm sure those jokes are well played out. <laughs> and the server's like, ah, ah, you know, hey, we're kind of busy right now. I don't know if you noticed the other 40 people in this damn yeah. restaurant who sat down. Yeah, there's a lot of you fucks in here. Yeah, maybe so you just sit down and drink your Maybe you just sit down and yeah. just enjoy your cocktail. <laughs> you, your cocktail again. <laughs> I was like, let me freshen your drink up and let me uh, you know, help you pass I'll the bring time. you some more bread. A little bit. We're just trying to shuffle you out of here so you can go back to being a miserable adult somewhere else. That's the other joke is. It's like, you want to piss a bunch of cooks off, come back and tell them you're out of bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what cooks cooks and chefs love to hear? Anybody making any bread? <laughs> yeah, get yeah, away yeah, the Yeah, we get the bread oven. Get the it's firing up free, right now. Free yeah. shit. What do you want? You want baguettes? What do you want? That's that's just so you know. Bread at the table is a completely American thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that happens nowhere else. It's up there. It's like I work for a German <laughs> chef, and he told me he's like, "Look, man, he's like, if you don't, get, you pay for bread. <laughs> you want some, you want some rolls. You have to pay for them." Yeah, you want I didn't understand oh, it I when I came to America. It. People's like, "Bread, bread, bread." I'm like. Why are we giving all this fucking bread away? <laughs> no, it's just part of the meal. What do you mean part of the meal? <laughs> Some guy named Helmet comes out and lets you know that so, the bread costs money. Yeah, this is bread costs money, so yeah, you have to figure that in your cost. You know, every roll costs like, you know, 10 to 15 cents to make. We are very disappointed, <laughs> you Americans. We are very disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I worked for a crazy German chef. He was he was great though. Actually, I probably learned the most from him. I'm sure he's very he was, accurate. He was from Dresden. Mm-hmm. He was from Dresden, Dresden, Germany. He grew up in post World War II Germany. And he said to me one time, he goes, "You know, Chris, if you had a job <laughs> in Germany after World War II, you should have been fucking happy." <laughs> Because not many of them had jobs. He goes, I had a job. I worked at, when I was 12, I would work and wash dishes at this place that served food. And then after I would get done with that, I would, he goes, the, the U.S. Army used to like give you a dollar for every ordinance that you brought to them. Exploded or unexploded. Yeah. UXO. And I was like, so chef, you, you went out and gathered explosives? Yeah. Harvest them like they're fucking beets. He's like, digging them up. yeah. I was like, live ones? And he's yeah. like, yeah. We, we like, call interesting. These, call these German so root it, vegetables. So, yeah. so in America, if you think you got it bad, you ain't out harvesting fucking bombs. Oh. As a 12-year-old kid. Well, I, yeah, so similar things with people after like the Vietnam War, if they would dig up like unexploded, um, yeah. unexploded ordinances yeah. a lot. Yeah, turn them in. We'll sometimes, pay you for them. Well, sometimes you get one that just doesn't go off. You get people jumping on it. Well, like it's a ho- you put, well you're hoping it doesn't go off as Some you're, old, as you're heading, up yeah. to the, heading up to sell it. <laughs> I remember but, some story about a guy I knew in First Cav that um, had a... and They were stuck in their area for like two weeks. They are kind of losing it a little bit, didn't have enough food or whatever, and they found this old unexploded 155 round... <laughs> just sitting out there and two guys in there like jumping on it and stuff and the British EOD shows up at that point and, was like, and I can't do a British accent so I'm not even going to try and then he just goes mate you do not want to do that <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking crazy. But in it, yeah. So, the cooking world's an interesting business. It's actually made a pretty good life for me, so I'm not complaining. I actually really like doing it. It's, a, it's <laughs> an interesting world, and everybody likes food, man. You know, there's everybody, everybody got to eat. Everybody likes good food, too. Everybody got to eat. I can I can cook man meals. I can cook food for myself and maybe one other person with uh, uh, low expectations, and that's the standard that I have achieved, and that's the path that I've chosen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take a cooking class at some point. It's something I like to. I I can never do it for an actual job, but any a lot of things out there in the world generally are just interesting, even if it's something that you never want to delve into as a career field is like maybe I want to know what this person's life is like you know and stuff like that and cooking is definitely one of them it's definitely something that yeah I just I don't want to see it I don't want to I don't want to do it you know with with like uh, consequences and responsibility I just want to learn a few of the things and tout those things around there you go. And you're like look what I wear, know how wear, to cook wear them like a badge <laughs> Do oh, whole, so you want grilled chicken? I've of, got grilled chicken for you. Yeah, you know, go on Reddit, do a whole bunch of gatekeeping. Be like, fuck you, you can't cook. <laughs> do you even know what pancetta is? Or what's that other thing you cook? What is it? Pork cheddar? What are you cooking? Pork cheddar. Pork cheddar. Pork cheddar. It's going to be tasty. I imagine it's just uh, people throwing slices it's, of pancetta it's into just some pork, horchata. It's just a great and pork just make dish. A mix. Now it actually does look really pig, good. Pig, pigs are tasty. They are. It's really hard they, not they, to eat they, them. It's really hard not to eat them. They got lots of fat in them, and, and you can make them taste any way you want to make them taste. Well, some pigs make good pets, and there have been movies made about them, but you know, those wild boars are dicks, good. and I, we, you wild can make wild is, boar belly. I've had some I've wild, had, uh, I've boar had belly. That. I've had, I've done. That was that braised uh, I've done boar bacon. I, I did boar bacon board. once. Yeah, you know, the the bellies on boars are not that big, though. No, they're not like well, you know, all the, not like a pig belly. The farm pigs, like they're meant yeah. to be. Like, let's see how big we can get, get this, this fucking thing. It's like if we let them grow, they just keep <laughs> yeah. growing. They just keep getting bigger. It just keeps eating. Like, <laughs> just yeah, that's what it does. <laughs> but those boars it's an are endless supply of food. But it's those... like how many fam- people you got in your family? It's like you now if you got four <laughs> in your family, you don't have to grow them to about you know fifty, sixty pounds and break them down, and you got exactly, plenty yeah. to feed your family. Now yeah. if you got eight. Maybe you want to go 100. Maybe you want to go 150 pounds. You know those boars <laughs> then, one, are, then you're going to get a 300-pound pig and it becomes your fucking pet. Yeah, then you have a pet. <laughs> well, those fucking wild boars are a nuisance like down in oh. like Texas and oh parts gosh. of they Florida. They hunt them like crazy because like they're just, yeah, they're too complete. I think they might be making their way in Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah, there's always been boar in Tennessee. A little bit, mostly through Arkansas and the southern parts of Tennessee. I don't know. All I know is I saw a video of a guy like flying around in a helicopter and shooting him from the side of the helicopter. I was like, how do you get that fucking job? Yeah. <laughs> they're as mean as shit, too. They are aggressive, yeah. <laughs> they're they're cute when they're little, but even then, it's like they're dicks. <laughs> yeah, they're even assholes then. Yeah, so just eat them. Apparently, this is not a vegan, vegetarian friendly show. <laughs> I mean, I'm friendly with the it, fact that I like it, vegetables too. I like vegetables. It's just know? I'm not going to limit myself with what I eat. That's right. I eat know, what I, I, I eat. What I, I look want at it eat. as you know, you know, pigs eat vegetables, and they turn that. We turn that into bacon, so it's like awesome. 
Well, I'll they eat shit like I'll eat bunches of seafood. So like you know like, like clams and you know lobster yeah, and stuff like it's all bottom feeders. Like so you're just eating you know old just, leftover you're just eating your fish shit. or something. Actually, just Basically. eating your own shit. And it's fucking delicious. <laughs> you ever had some really good fresh oysters? Uh, yeah, you squirt oysters. the lemon on the, there. The filters of the ocean. Uh, and they're delicious. I don't care. Shrimp no, cocktail. I've eaten, some pretty, I've eaten some pretty beautiful cold. Got these oysters one time called Moon Dancers, and I popped them open, and they were almost clear. And they were almost clear. They came out. They came out of. They came out of Maine. Okay. And I popped one open. I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, this oyster is almost clear. That's probably pretty fresh. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like I said, the bottom feeder thing. So Sue comes over. They are. I was was like, hey man, come over, take a look at this. And he goes, oh, holy shit. How much were those per pound? I you know, still like you know you can only sell oysters for so much. You know, yeah, I, think, I, I think so. I got like like seventy or eighty in a box, and it was like I don't know ninety bucks. That's not, fifty an oyster. Not as much as you think for something of that high quality. That's not as, as much. I'm as always think fascinated by the guy who said, "Hey, I'm going to crack into that motherfucker, and there's something tasty in there." <laughs> that's the guy who I want to yeah, be. That's, that's the, the guy, the guy like, who's like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to get in here. Well, that's, a, that's probably the same person in uh, whatever part of Southeast Asia is like, you guys are going to eat that bird's nest? It's like, uh, <laughs> no, dude, you can have it. That's fine. <laughs> Make it into a tea. I throw it in here. I'm going to cook it up with this ramen. Yep, there you go. Enjoy. There's it. a lot of things in the world you can eat. Yeah, especially when you're hungry. Yeah, well, yeah, you're starving. You need, most anything, you need shoe leather. That was my joke to one of my cooks one time. I was like, I was like, you know why there's so many vegetarians and vegans in America? He's like, no, why? Is it because they've never been hungry? Yeah. I was like, trust me, you get hungry, and somebody's like, hey man, you want a pork chop? They're gonna go, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I saw. Um... It was a while ago, but I saw this meme uh, that the vegans were trying to come up with. It was like a billboard, and they had like a, a baby pig on there, and it said, you know, like, well, it's something about the equivalent of having that uh, for a pet instead of having that for food, and like, you know, you can't do both, essentially, uh-huh. is what they were saying. And then somebody else posted a picture of some broccoli next to a picture of just like some tulips, and you know, like, these are the same thing, and like, why don't you eat both of these? <laughs> So, kind of back to the things that have transpired over the last week. Kind of interesting, the Republican National Convention, for sure. I'm sure it's going to be like lots of rockets and well, explosive things and, and Trump. So what do you... Trump always does good in front of an audience. That's what... Trump needs the audience. Well, he's a, um, basically a celebrity that got elected. Yeah. He, he had his, his shows and was on TV well before he did anything in before politics. Before he did anything. But he's always been, you know, always, actually, I mean, you can go all the way back into the 80s when, you know, his career was really taken off in real estate and inside New York City. Yeah, so he had and to I work really believe that, you know, that, you know, he had to work with those people. He had to work with the mob because the mob oh, yeah. was very prolific. <laughs> Very I mean, prevalent, yeah, especially in the 80s. In the oh, 80s, man. I mean, he didn't get anything built. If it, no, they owned he all... He had to deal with... He owned all the... Con, they they owned, owned all the unions. They got and all the concrete the, companies. Yep. You didn't pour concrete, concrete in New York. Yep. Pour, pour concrete in New York City during the yeah. 80s if you didn't use the mob. Yeah, you had to at least know somebody so, or be friends with somebody 
So uh-huh. he, he's dealt with the dirt bags. He's dealt yeah, with he the scumbags. To... He's dealt with scumbag politicians all of his life. Well, you know, and this, this isn't a shot at him, but, like, you got to kind of be a, a scumbag to know a scumbag. Like that. And true. I'm not saying he's a scumbag. Bag. I'm saying that you have to be, you have to have that inner monster that you can control. Troll. You know, basically and know, and when recognize to, that. know when to play the game. And know when to play the game and get what you need to get done. And making as he the as he would say, it's the art of the deal. <laughs> yeah, it is the art of the deal. Yeah, yeah. Read that and I'm familiar with it. But um, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, so he his career started out in New York City, dealing with corruption basically because at there's that still, time, well, at that time, the mob ran there. that city. You the know, the mob's not there really. The anymore, mob's not. I mean, they're still there's still there. a lot of corruption. It's just all like political corruption. No, and just the politicians didn't have anybody controlling them anymore, so they, they decided uh, like, oh, now we get it all. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to pay them no more. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, you, like you have you know the Blasio protecting his, you know, two million dollars. You know, to his wife's staff that he keeps on while he defunds the police, and just I still don't think I don't understand that. And then, a, and then, and then, and then, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. You know, you no, can protest, no. but don't protest in my neighborhood. Are you going to get your ass well, wasn't beat? Wasn't there something where, where maybe it wasn't uh, her? There's somebody saying that it's like you can protest, just not literally in front of my house. Like they just put that as a stipulation. Yeah. Like, well, you can do it, just not, just not where I live. So you know, and they they keep yelling that you know Donald Trump's a dictator, but then you have these these shitty ass mayors. But it's all local and state. Shitty ass mayors like being protected by police that actually, if I was the police, I just. It's just like if if like they came through, be like, oh, I was trying to de-escalate, didn't and work. it didn't work, and I sorry know. they're coming to kick your teeth in, yeah, because you know what, you're you not gonna it. win with the mob. He started living. He's like, you want to live by that book, then I'm gonna live, live by, by that, that book. book. Uh, we were talking to him. I'm sorry, Mayor Lightfoot. We were talking to we him. To we were trying to get it. You know, they were just yeah. we we're trying to bring it down. We didn't want to tear gas them or pepper spray them. So, you know, they wanted to clash, so we felt that it was better if we just stood off to the side. That's a, that's a difficult problem because it's twofold for me. I, I feel like the, the hiring standards for the police department got lowered um, around 2005 when, like, all the Homeland Security started. When the Homeland really Security kicked up. in, yeah. So it's hard to get, and I know there are bad there's you know, plenty of bad there. police. There's plenty of bad police. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. There are bullies in the police force. There are, and I think, uh, you know, part of the way their jobs are structured, it's hard to, once you, like, you, you shouldn't lower the standards at, at any company to begin with. Um, right, that's retarded. Uh, <laughs> so once you get those people in there, it's that the makes type of job bankrupt. structure where it's really hard to get them out. To get them out. Now so, they're trapped. Especially with police unions and things like that. I think they really get protected. If we want, I think if we want to fix that issue you should raise the hiring standards back up you should probably do something with police unions i don't know no, if i, I really what, support I'm not the police you. having a, a union like that i i'm not necessarily well, anti-union but yeah. you know it, it's but I, I i think that's a little too over my, overreaching my, my my personal opinion you know as as an american and as growing up with you know a father who was in the United Auto Workers. Yeah. The FOP. Yeah. You know. 
those unions. But really, I think unions have come and gone in the United States. Yeah, I think we might be kind of I think past we're, we're past that because really, when I look at it, you know, the unions were developed because of of the the, ter- the, 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 the the terrible working conditions that were that were facing Americans Americans and the British and the French and these industrialized cities that were coming up well, this and was, they, this they made so the much money revolution. during the industrial revolution and then and you know and obviously these 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 guys who were in the trenches coal miners you know textile workers just being driven to the bone you know by by these guys who were just making their money and and then the unions rose to help protect the worker but yeah, then you I know, understand they had a point at I mean one we, time. we probably wouldn't have a half of like HR's you know handbook if it wasn't for a union you know if you think about it yeah you know just the, the, the respectfulness of the person and not working them to death five day work week Give them a couple of days off. They're going to be better when they come back. But how many unions now actually do that? Instead but then, of the, but like, the ones... I, and I grew up. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep going on. Yeah. But um, you know, I grew up in the, actually the decline of the UAW with my with my dad mm-hmm. was International Harvester. Like International Harvester, yeah. had already equipment. sold yeah. off Harvester case, and now then now they then they were bought by this German company called Navistar. And basically, you know, Navistar came and said, you're just a part of what we do. And building trucks is just something else we do. And we don't really fucking care. (laughs) So you can go out on strike and bitch and moan. But you know what? We're just sending those jobs to Canada and Mexico anyway, so. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll (laughs) change because I think that's part of the big issue. But um, to go back to what I was saying, really, I think to fix the issue, you have to up the hiring standards I think we do. I still think we have to reform something with the police union and then also right. up the funding too. Because you're funding. not going to be able to have a higher standard without, without more any training, money, more training, better testing. I, I'm all for like, you know, I, you I, I guarantee you that in the last 20 to, 20 to 25 years with police training has been more heightened about de-escalation and not escalating. You can see it. I, I believe that you, like, when you watch a lot of the videos of where cops are just, you know. I, I think. A, cold stop. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. My, my goal is to find out, first of all, what's going on. Who's involved. Are they crazy? <laughs> you know. Hopefully that's. Hopefully that's not going to happen. Yeah. And hopefully, how am I going to keep this, this situation from going to the point where I'm going to have to draw my gun. Well, yeah, because... I, I, I guarantee it, you that any good police officer that you know is does not want to draw his no. gun. Well, even the... I <laughs> think even the, a lot of the bad ones don't because it's it, it comes to the lack of responsibility thing. Good cops don't want to pull their gun because they they don't want to hurt somebody else. You know, any right. bad ones, like even if they want to, they still kind of won't if they feel like there's going to be consequences for their actions. Right. So... You know, to and that. then that just really puts them in jeopardy. 
themselves because yeah. then, then they're less apprehensive. Yeah, well, when you escalate, it's not like every person you encounter you want to get in a firefight with. And it's terrifying. No, so it's like you no, want to avoid that. You want to avoid, that. That, at want to avoid that at all costs. I think that's more the point I was trying to. You want I mean, to avoid I, that. Whether I was or not, in the military, and whether I or not felt, you're the best cop, you, you know? know, I've been in foreign countries where you know, you know, shit's a little bit out of control, yeah. and you're on the shit's front a line. Wacky. Of, yeah. You're on the front line of it. And you're just like, hey guys. Let's all take it down to here. Yeah. You know, let's not all get all uptight right now. Nobody wants to get shot right now. Well, although you it's know? been skewed slightly, that's part of the reason uh, the Army has occupying forces in places to just kind of right. keep things from ramping back up as soon as just you leave. leave. You know? Right, and that's what happens. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we dealt with a lot of times, many times, when you know I was in Somalia and going out into the country and... You know, and people, we're just showing up and we're doing stuff and they don't know what the, the hell's going on. Yeah. So now they're curious and they start kind of like crowding up and you're like, hey guys, just back off. And then, you know, <laughs> my first words was like, is there anybody here who speaks English? <laughs> and usually there, yeah. there was plenty of people. Yeah. And I'm like, look here, you know, like we're not doing anything wrong. We're just fixing this road. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. We just saw you guys all just show up. So you, you guys know. didn't have like a terp or somebody out there that spoke fluent. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, they just <laughs> like here, take this dozer and this grater. That just, sounds more like get the army. get get yeah. on down there. Sounds Figure it out more, while you're there. Way more the like the army <laughs> is in Guatemala. Figure it was, out when you're there. I was exhausting all of my high school Spanish trying to communicate with people. And, yeah. Yeah, I remember more than I thought I would, but it's I'm not fluent. No, it's definitely not. But, uh, so, you know, I mean, my, my, I, I felt like, you know, it was always like, let's, let's not get into a, a shootout. I didn't want to get in a shootout. No. You know, cause that that's, seems that's like when people die. Yeah. That's when people die. It is. And you don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. So to think that the police are just running around trying to, to escalate situations. Escalate situations and, and cause havoc and. You know, let, let's go. I think people in general, if they have a bad moral compass, are opportunistic. But even those opportunistically right. evil people only present themselves when they don't feel like there's going to be consequences for their actions. So as long as you have something set up to where you can have a way to get rid of bad police officers, it's not going to push the good ones out because that's what happens when a bunch of bad ones, especially if you get into like an individual right. department, like an individual unit in the military. If you if you're around a bunch of shit bags all the time, do you want to do a good job? No. That person gets paid the same as you do. Yeah, you know, just like an individual unit in the military. Honestly, if you're Surrounded by a bunch of shit bags. I'm like, do you want to do a good job? You get paid the same as this other person who doesn't do their job, and you do your job, and you have you know this uh, the exact same career path. So how long are you really going to spend uh, in the police department if you're if you're in a basically what is a bad unit, you know, akin to like what we might have seen in the military? So that's part of it, you know, the whole raising the hiring standards thing is that, and have a way to get the bad people out. You do those two things. That's that two-prong effort. Uh, and then from there, you're going to have to increase a little bit of funding. But if it 
if it solves the issue that I think a lot of people, you know, think that we could improve things about the, the police department, like, they're, but they're not going to say anything if everybody keeps tearing shit down and rioting and looting and all that stuff. Nobody's right. going to go along with any of the practical things that we could be doing that would actually improve all of our lives. Too busy with, you know, sowing division and discontent. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, I mean, I'll tell everybody that's like, Black Lives Matter. You're absolutely correct. They do. Yeah, they are. Yeah, They absolutely. do. Blue Lives Matter. Yep. You're absolutely correct. All Lives Matter. Which, you know, is not in the council, the council culture movement right now to say all lives matter. We all matter in this world. And for to tell me that, you know, that a person or a human being doesn't matter really kind of just ticks me off. Yeah. You know, telling me that my life doesn't matter. I don't know. Why would you say that? That means then I don't give a shit about your life. Yeah, they uh, fail to recognize the other the other aspect of that. It's like the other person's not just like when you're trying to flame somebody on the internet. You know, it's, if you're talking to a real person, it's like, well, if you really get to the point where my life doesn't matter to you and you want to be threatening to me, so. What 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 choice am I supposed to make? Right. What, what, you know? where, where's my choice? You know, and, and when you assume that other people aren't autonomous and things are, there's like a distancing between right. real. Uh, there's a there's a, a non acknowledgement of the fact that your actions do ripple out in the world and they do make a difference and they do have a function and a meaning and a consequence to them as well and I think people want to kind of live in this world where they feel like that they're one step away from this utopian society that if they could just, just step over here everything would be fine and uh, the the issues would exist but really you'd have to acknowledge your own your own sets of your own set of meaning and personal responsibilities I don't think people are willing to do that and, and I think a lot of that is like accepting your your own responsibility and and that's missing in the world right now you know there's actions for your consequences. Nobody's telling you how to live your life. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Live your life like a good person. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave you alone. But when you throw yourself out there and tell me that my way of life is wrong because it doesn't fit with your way of life, well, I don't really think that's America. You know? <laughs> no, that's... Uh some naivety to that too that assumes that only your life has meaning and the fact that you can derive that no one else's life has meaning like it's it's it's, it's, it's hard kind for of me almost a, a narcissistic view it is kind of narcissistic you yeah know? but and i think that's because we've been sold this idea that everything you do is kind of meaningless and inconsequential so therefore, um, it's great because you have no personal responsibility attached to that. But right. really, it's you know if you just live just wandering around with with no personal responsibility, you also have no purpose, no motivation, no no reason to really do anything. So what are you going to do from there? Is like you're going to start tearing shit up because just to create a change in the right. world and create some purpose, even if it's a negative one. Sometimes it feels like like we're just like like raising a bunch of sociopaths. There's no re, there's no, there's no remorse. Yeah. There's no remorse. 
It's like you don't feel like there's no any empathy. There's, no, yeah. there's no empathy and there's no... You, you don't feel like your actions have any consequence behind it. What you did was completely right. You know? So, with social... You know, I, I worked with a guy who was like a, an orderly at a, at a psych hospital. And he told me, he goes, I never played pokers, poker with... The sociopath. He goes, I'm kind of smart. That seems like a horrible Those idea. guys are doesn't smart. Those would be the, the, the best guys uh, to go gambling with and the worst guys to go gamble against. <laughs> They're just going to manipulate you. That's all mm -hmm. they do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just feel like right now it's just like the sociopathic world of, of you know, my actions have no consequences, you know. I felt like I, I was taught that, you know, like if, if you do something stupid, stupid things happen to you. Yeah, there's yeah. only so long you can look at things like everything that happens happens to you and not your actions have an effect on the rest of the, the world. world. Right. And then maybe that causes people to not act the way that you would prefer towards you because of decisions that you've made. Because of decisions you made. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so... The it's, world's gone it's a complicated world. It's, it's issue. It's, it's nothing easy. World, you know? yeah, it's nothing I mean, simple these are the things that these are the things that I'm sure that keep a lot of people awake at night. And you know, just like you said <laughs> in, our, in our, I think it was our last actual podcast, where it's like, don't don't take everything we say as you know, the as gospel. a word, yeah, as a gospel, because you need to do your own research and being an autonomous human being. Mm -hmm. Is, is really the right. main point of it. We're not supposed I mean, to agree. We're supposed to have different ideas of the ways to achieve a better life right. for all of ourselves. And we're only going to be able to do that if we're able to articulate and communicate with each other. Exactly. And I, and I totally agree with that. You know, I, I'm trying to get some friends on who, who have a different point of yeah. view. We're going to have some more guests. Well, and, yeah. and, you know, right now it's just us. And, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, we're going to get some people on here. I want different points of view. I believe that there's plenty of different points of view. And I know that my opinion is not always right. Or sometimes it could be maybe a little misinformed. Yeah. But if you don't risk offending somebody, you never have the important conversations that you need to have. Exactly. So you need to get over this whole, uh, everything is either one or ten. If you're not this, you're the polar opposite. So, oh, you believe this, you're this person. Like it's, exactly. it's not. That's not how it works. And I think, you know, when you have these, these groups like Antifa... And Black Lives Matter, who are you know are obviously communist organizations who are trying to bring down America. Yeah, maybe not. This is this is what we're not going to have. Yeah. Like, let's say these people decide or they win or they take over, we're not going to have these conversations. We're not going to be allowed I mean, to have I these mean, conversations. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> so I will. I'll keep to it. But I mean, I there's care. a good possibility that you know if there's they find like, out that we're having these conversations, you know, of open speech and there's dialogue a, there's only people. so threatening a, a failed anthropologist with a bike helmet can be uh, right. to the point where uh, it's like all right <laughs> yeah, exactly. i guess we're just gonna have to do some things we're not comfortable with, with but you know so <laughs> in america you're not you know that's what makes america great is the the fact that we're able to have open conversations with our fellow human beings and say you know i don't 100 agree with you but that's okay yeah, but if you shut down the the conversations like that, you do have to use the other parts of the Constitution, right. which is you use the Second Amendment to defend the First Amendment. To, to, to defend the First Amendment. Because trust me, go, you know, and our forefathers realized that government will be corrupt. They knew it yeah. in the beginning. Well, because it's human nature. It's you're, human you're nature. You're going to get people in there that 
can't do an effective job or they're, you know, narcissistic or they have, you know, whatever litany of they issues. They only have their own goals. But and just not, like I was saying about, you know, improving the police departments, as long as you have a, a way uh, to improve upon that, then you'll actually and, be and, able to... Because it's not like we have dictators where it's a, you're stuck with right. this person until they die. Until like, they you know, die. Kim Jong-un. I mean, they, like they, got, they got a little twisted up with, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt after he, you know, went four terms. And that's when it came to the point where, like, yeah. hey, you know... Congress said maybe we should do term limits for the president. Yeah, and as which much was probably as, the uh, best thing that happened to America. As much as we get a lot of pendulum swinging, I would I would like to have a third party involved. You know, I'd like the Libertarian Party to be. We would um, all love to have a bigger. third party involved, and but um, as far as the whole pendulum but swinging, I think the, the I think independence. I think that's necessary. Independence and libertarians always have a tough. A tough time, and oh, I'm used to it at this point. I think it's like my parents were mostly like independent, more on the democratic side, so I kind of grew up on that that range of the spectrum. And I was kind of apolitical for most of my life, is because you know even um, even in um, the military um, politics didn't really affect me too much. No, um, but it was just after this the 2016 election where apparently everybody was ready to lose their mind and tear shit down around them to the point where it started affecting my life. Also, I started right. learning about politics. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I've always been involved in politics, you know, throughout my life, and always kind of been interested by it. But I would say, in the last, I'd say at least since, well, we all know that Bush, like Bush Junior, okay. yeah. was was a was put into place as a warmonger. You know, and even and I look at it oh, as yeah. nine. Even when I look at nine eleven, everybody that crashed planes into the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, crashed into a field in Pittsburgh because there was some great people on there right. who, who said, "No, you're not going to go crashing on the White House with this fucking plane," and downed it in there. So those are some real Americans right there. But um. <laughs> To the point where I just look at Bush, and then we went and attacked Iraq. Yeah. And 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 all the people who flew planes into Saudi. those buildings were Saudi Arabians. Yeah. They were they all were these funding, Saudi uh, kids. I mean, yeah. Osama bin Laden was a Saudi. And well, and then you and then you go and you protect these Saudis. They were the only ones allowed to fly out of the country the next day. When there was a no-fly zone, the Saudi, the Saudi Arabian family was in New York City, and they were allowed to fly. Yeah. And to get exactly. out. Because their kids had gone fucking batshit crazy and fucking smashed shit and caused war. Yeah. Why did they get immunity? And, and what did they get? You know, the only thing we got was killing Osama, Osama bin Laden, which was by Obama. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. We all cheered that. that. Yeah. We all cheered that. But yeah, when, when we decided yeah. to knock out the fucking head general <laughs> yeah. of, of the Irani forces, it was a racist movement by Donald Trump. Well, he can't. There's uh, the. But Obama gave fucking pallets of money to Iran, and that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, to a known, to the biggest state-sponsored fucking terrorist group in the in the world, Iran. Really, after all that shit with uh, Bush Jr. and. Cheney and all that. That's when I started becoming kind of against oh. uh, foreign wars. Foreign wars and aware, you know. 
I, I know what America's about, you know, and as much as, you know, I, I'm always surprised when I talk to people from other countries and how much, you know, America really affects no, and they're, they're kind and of the a, world. Even still, people don't like to admit or talk about it, but they they sort of negate other facts about it. The fact that we're still trendsetters, um, right? When it comes to things, they are worried about. Even, uh, they're worried about this vote just as much as we are. Even the protests, people are protesting around other regions of the country for different reasons, and I know that. There's going to be, you know, people that are more on the left side, they're going to be like, well, they're doing it because of our movement. And it's like, well, it's their own movement. So something can good, something good can come out of uh, the fact that you're not, you're not doing things the way you should. And, you know, the, the, the issues we have here aren't the same with people in, like, uh, Belarus and, you know, uh, Hong Kong and other places. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget about Hong Kong, you know, and, and, and if you really want communism... You know, take a good look at take a look, yeah. good look at Hong Kong and see what the Chinese government is doing to Hong Kong right yeah, now. They're, they're fighting Maybe for a good look, reason. They're fighting for a good reason. And, and uh, you know, if you just want to mindlessly equate that to the protests here, then you're not looking into why they're protesting. Why they're protesting? And I, I think I said it on an earlier I think podcast. Putin's actually fucking killing people. Yeah. I mean, he's he's actually poisoning people and killing. I saw people. that on the news. How many, <laughs> how many people has Trump? Uh, yeah, how many people has he poisoned off? Yeah, how, many how many people, people has the Clintons the forest, fucking gotten you know? rid of? Yeah. You know, I, I laughed, and people were like, oh, you know, like a reporter had asked Putin, it's like, it seems like all your, you know, your political opposers seem to end up dead. And I'm like, don't you know anything about the Russians? Yeah. <laughs> pretty ruthless. <laughs> they, they're pretty ruthless. They yeah. kill people. And I was like, look at Stalin. He killed a lot of his people. Well, a lot. More than Hitler. You don't mm. have to like Trump as a person. I don't. I don't like him as, as a person. person. No. Um, but there's only so many, and and a lot of people on the far left like to push this implied sense of intellectual moral superiority. And I can only, but everything that you look into, um, well, for the most part, into everything that he's done, the decisions he's, he's made, anything that they're trying to paint him as like some sort of like total... Uh, racist or misogynist or uh, uh, basically some equating him to Hitler for some fucking reason. Cause, it, cause it, it always devolves into like I almost want to put it as like this slack jawed sort of soliloquy. Like It's always like, yeah, well, this guy who knew, it's, about, it's always like a man who knew a man who knew a man said this thing that had, he he was in the room and he heard this. I'm like, why is, always, why is there always this game of fucking telephone that goes on with any of these big bombshells that they keep dropping. They, they drop, yeah. And I, let's get to the post office. Uh, oh my I don't want to talk I, about I just, the post like, office. I'm just going to talk about the post office for a minute. But I'm just saying, all of a sudden, last week, the post office became a crisis. That the post office was obviously being ripped apart by Donald Trump. President Donald Trump was ripping the post office apart to make sure that well, nobody could it, mail in ballots. Is it Trump or is it the postmaster general? Or is it the postmaster? I don't. I, I don't know. But apparently, the Democrats, the, that the Democrats felt it necessary to call the House back into session to save the post office. Why? While you know the standard American is just getting fucked on you know on this government shutdown that they forced everybody into. You know what I'd really, to really like. to for real Americans who like actually need some help. But no, you know what they did? They went on break. They went on break and said, fuck you. 
Mm, we no. can't come to an agreement. And then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi says, there's a crisis with the post office. We're calling Congress back in to pass this bill. You know, to, it's... To make it, to make the post office, to make it's, sure they can handle the, the amount of mail-in voting. Go vote in person, people. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Well, if if they were trying to... Because the, the only thing the headlines, um, and the, uh, the Democratic you know, left-wing media tend to say, have more to do with just, like, House approves... You, you know, USPS funding, like they're really super vague about what that funding I mean, goes to. Too. Because if you give somebody $26 billion, right? Where's the real if money it, going to? If it's for, you know, uh, the purposes of keeping the, the mail being delivered, then that's, uh, that's, you know, that's a realistic headline. Like maybe we got some issues, you know, going around the mail keeping uh -huh. up. But I get it, my mail at 10.30 But nobody every will look day. into, they'll just see, you know, what is this, what'd you say, 26, 27 billion? 26 billion. 26 billion, go, uh, House approves 26 billion for USPS, right. and then when Trump strikes it down, they're like, look, he hates funding for mail. He doesn't mail. want to fund the post He hates office. the, the, the mail being delivered. Like, That's something the, he's the, always hating. You, you know, you see him on TV, hating mail being delivered to people's fucking mailboxes. Like, get this shit out of here. No, that's a, they don't specify the fact that all of that money was for mail-in voting, which Republicans do not support. So when you say that the House approves the you know funding for USPS, maybe include the fact that it's specifically for mail-in voting, but you don't want to do right. that. I'm saying hire a whole new crew with that $26 billion and have them just focused on making sure that everybody's ballot makes it to the ele to the electric. I mean, I'm going to vote in person. Electric. I don't care. I'm going to vote in person. I'm voting in person I don't because care about I'm not playing this game. No. Nope. The only time I've ever did absentee ballot was when I was in the army because Yeah, yeah. I've done that once. Yeah. Cuz that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For sure. I was in the army, which means that I did not live in the state that you know, that I was stationed at. I was still a resident of Ohio. Right. And they got yeah, us up and said, here's your ballot. Yeah. Mail this in. You know, it's going to go to the district that, you know, that is your permanent yep. address, exactly. which was my permanent, my parents' address at that time. Right. And like, I looked down and go, well, I don't know any of these commissioners. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but at I'm that voting point, for the like, president. I was stationed. And I think in, uh, I was voting either Clinton or Bush at that time. I was before mine. Like I said, I went in during the Bush era. Yeah. That's when I went in. You know, Bush Senior actually was oh, Bush Junior. Clinton. Oh, yeah. So Bush you Clinton. did you did the whole read my lips, no new read taxes. Read my <laughs> lips. Yes, I did that whole thing. And then Bill shows up, and oh God, do you remember Ross Perot? I, I, it's just so you, so you guys can hate me now and hate me later. I voted for Ross Perot that was a, because I felt like neither one of wacky, those two idiots, wacky individual. I Jesus. felt like I was like, this is this is this could be the guy. Can He's I so, finish? Can, can I, I finish? finish? Can I finish? Can I, can I finish? <laughs> but you know, he was a businessman, and I thought you know, good business ideas. But I was like, I can't vote for Clinton or Bush. And I guess I'll just go throw my vote away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I voted. I the, uh, to this day, I hate that people say that. And it's like, well, you know, I did a third party vote. And they're like, you threw away your vote like they did something wrong. I was no. like, oh, I'm sorry. 
the the one out I just of the couldn't two bullshit vote, candidates. I couldn't that vote for got. either one of them. <laughs> I couldn't vote for either Didn't one. Didn't want to vote for. I'm throwing my vote away. I was like, well, way was to like, have actually a, in good conscience. Yeah, I could not vote for either one of them. Way to have a <laughs> sense of entitlement and delusions of adequacy. Delusions. Yeah. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't you. throw my boat away. I just decided that these two candidates were terrible. Maybe you learned how to read more than four words. <laughs> but have I gone and vote the party line? Yes. I don't know where my party line lies. Like I said, I, I, I delve more towards oh, the left. Losing my burp for the night. Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah, guys. Good push. Now, I, I lean more towards the left, and then after, um, you know, probably around, around the time that the whole Russia gave the thing with Mueller fell apart. That's about the time that, that was I, the time I started really started yeah. questioning what was going on. Same here. You know, I'm like, okay, so they didn't because uh, I was I was actually really super interested and in, like I was like, well, the the, the shoe's gonna fall. Yeah, Mueller's about to drop the shoe. Well, they made him out you to know? be this hyper articulate person. Right. Well, he took John Gotti down. I mean, Giuliani took credit for it, but Mueller yeah. really took. Yeah, but they were making the, the investigation itself out to be like he's got the, this big revelation, and he laid it out like any other government official would. And said, "There's nothing with here. the facts," and and that's the end of it. And, they, and it was just like there was this whole that's thing in left wing media for like the next week after. We're like, <laughs> but what is he? He said this, but what was he really, really saying? saying? That he didn't say that he didn't want to allude, allude to. to but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna progress on that. We're gonna all he said was, "There's no punishable offenses inside this investigation." Figure out the things that we want to know. No, so yeah. and, and and again, Mueller, you put you put the top fucking lawyer on the job. Yeah, and he came and said, "Hey, yeah, we we went through everything and we really didn't find anything, and we're gonna send Cohen to jail because he's a dick." Because <laughs> you know? that guy's a dick, and he did some shady shit. What's that whole shit? You know, he did some shady shit. You're absolutely correct, and we're he's going to be tried for. It. But it has nothing to do with any kind of Russian collusion or. And then there, that wasn't good enough. And then and then we moved into the impeachment. I Adam Schiff. We have irrefutable, yeah. damning evidence yeah. that Trump and the Ukrainian phone call. Well, that's. Was quo pro quid? The pro quo quid was quid was the pro. word. It's quid pro quo. What? We're live. Back at it. Sorry, we're still trying to figure this out, and it's apparently Anchor, I don't know what's going on with Anchor, but it's cutting our time off. Yeah, why did it cut mid-rant? Yeah, we're in mid-rant, and I don't know who, maybe maybe you're fact-checking us. I don't know. I don't know. God, I don't think we're that popular to even be fact-checked. Well, you had some time to be confused about why the episode stopped, and this one just all of a sudden began to do some furious Googling, so yeah. I hope you've been productive. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, but we'll continue on, and just... Kind of uh, maybe wrap it up. I don't know, or keep going. I just kind of just. Well, at this point, might as well. Maybe we should just wrap it up. Yeah, we should Call wrap it, it up. Good. We can do Call it good. We can do but, it. But just remember, quid quid quo quo was 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 created by Joe He's Biden. He's got it now. Was created by Joe Biden. He did that. 
I don't know. You can probably look up C-SPAN. He did Squid Pro Quo. He did Squid Pro Quo. Uh, and uh, Quote, Quote, Pro Quid. Oh, no. And quoting Coin the Quid from the Ukraine. The Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> and collected a lot of lot of our money. Just so you know, that Burisma got like uh, like a billion dollars and lost it from the American government and lost it in the banking era. Look it oh, up. That's fun. Actually, actually, check out Glenn Beck and see what he has to say about the whole Ukrainian scandal and see what he's got to say. Just look it up. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Jason, you want to lead us out with a song? Yeah, play us out. Why do you keep getting me to try to sing songs, dude? I don't know. I don't know why don't you know. keep just asking there. me this. I just... Like, I'm just waiting for you maybe to sing I, a song. I've never been uh, vocally <laughs> talented. I played bass for like three years. Those okay. people aren't singers, man. They're, right. It's like the introvert of a band. <laughs> maybe uh, next time. Maybe just, next time. We just, uh, and, uh, just sing us out, you know, just give us a little song. You know, song. someday I'm going to learn to sing ironically just so I can nail it and then make fun of you. Or maybe just bust a little freestyle. Just bust a move. I just bust a move. Yeah, that's what, that that's what um, young MC said. Bust a move. Yep. Sometimes my my, my part about um, early early rap music was always based on food. Um, I've listened to many early I mean, rap you, songs, and there was have like you listened a lot of Italian music. There's like, a lot of things so about food. Have you listened to Louis Prima? About, about <laughs> eating bad bad food. It's all about uh, food. If you listen to Gangsters Paradise, there's a section inside of Gangsters. There's a gang. I'm sorry, not Gangsters Paradise, but Rapper's Delight. Sorry, <laughs> Rapper's Delight, where he talks about he had a bad meal at his buddy's house and he needed Kaopectic or Pepto Bismol to, to, to like break yeah. break that thing up because that was I don't probably know. before the. But anyway, Pepsi like the, 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 the early hip hop music, they love to talk about food. And they still, I've still heard it, and they still like to talk about food. Yeah. You know. No, I still like both Taco Bell and early hip-hop. Yep, me too. I still like a lot of different <laughs> kinds of hip-hop. and Well, don't eat Taco Bell. There's Just go to your local food. I do sometimes. Food, it's just, go to your you local know, food truck and get a taco. When you're drunk and it's like 1230. Well, if it's midnight, just don't pass out in the drive through window. No. Well, that actually, might get you no, shot. No, you still can. You still can. Just maybe you don't fight the police and then run. And, and then steal run. A, a cop's taser yeah. and try to tase the cop chasing you yep. with it. Yeah. You that, can fall asleep in a drive-thru, and you, you won't can. get shot. You can. Yeah. You can do that. Still don't recommend it. But I don't saying, recommend it because yeah. you're going to get harassed by the police. It, yeah. Because the business owner is going to get tired of you sleeping in the drive-thru. And then best-case scenario, you piss off a whole bunch of people behind you think you're waiting in line, mm -hmm. and you're really not because you're fucking half-stuffed in the steering wheel. Because well, so. you might be half-loaded yourself in the bag behind this guy going, what's this guy doing? I assume that most people <laughs> going through a Taco Bell drive-thru at 1230 are loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Just remember, if you ever go to Jack in the Box at three o'clock in the morning, oh, order Jesus. the order the egg rolls. <laughs> you want to back up the drive-through yeah. line, order the egg rolls, yeah. because they have to cook that shit fresh. Because nobody's waiting. Well, they're trying to go halves. These they're they're, they're, they're making hamburgers and tacos and whatever Jack else in the Jack whatever rolls. Jack in the Box makes. They have egg rolls. They're there. Order them. I don't know why. We're talking 20 why minutes. Why would you order them there? 20 minutes, you will back up that drive through line uh, down the road. It all sounds like a horrible idea. It's great, because then you just sit there and you wait. <laughs> Waiting 20 minutes in a drive through But they are the best egg rolls, because they have to cook them fresh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a point. Who's ordering, yeah, who's yeah. ordering egg rolls? You're going to have point? to pull over to the side and Who park away for your egg rolls. It's just you. But you're going to back it up for a minute. <laughs> and, and you can know the guys in the back when you say, yeah, let me get an order of the egg rolls. And you just say, I'm like, oh, man, fuck. That's why I throw my shit down. I fucking quit. Fuck this guy. <laughs> well, there's a weird tangent from drive-thru food and being drunk. Yeah. I watched my friend throw up on it, throw up on, a, on the table in Denny's one time. Oh, Denny's, that's a classic. <laughs> I remember when you used to be able to smoke in Denny's. Oh, oh, smoking, smoking in any restaurant was like, yeah, yeah. Let this uh, get yeah. some coffee. I'll just add to my habit. Yeah, but, and, uh, I remember the last day they allowed you to smoke in Denny's because me and my friends brought in like cigars. <laughs> We're fucking, smoking like, this joint yeah, out. It looked like a shady pool hall. <laughs> just in there ordering eggs. Fucking <laughs> scrambled. Yeah. Fried hard. Over easy. Rudy too. No, I'm sorry, that's IHOP. Need the Grand Slam. Yeah. The like, old Grand like Slam breakfast, slam. all your favorite foods, bacon, now, eggs, pancakes. I always like a split decision browns. because I can never make my mind up on a little bit of both, you know. You know who doesn't want pancakes? I don't know. I don't know who, who hates pancakes. I, I haven't kept I, track I, of those. I, I haven't met too people. many people that say like pancakes are not, not something they want to eat or waffles. Is that gluten-free thing? What is that? Well, we've been eating gluten-free gluten for millions of years. I'm that? sure you could probably make gluten-free. There's a recipe that some plate? hippie came up with. <laughs> that some hippie came up with that just probably involves chickpea flour that yeah. makes these horrible tasting, like dense, super dense. Ah, man, you throw some, you throw some flax seed in there, yeah, and yeah, you're you, good like, to go. You drop them on there, they, <laughs> like they, they weigh three. One pancake weighs three pounds. It's like why are they putting <laughs> flax in here? Are they making pancakes out of the shit that some people used to make shirts out of? There's not enough syrup. <laughs> it just there's not enough syrup to make it taste good. <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. That's when there's you know. not enough of something, you can dump on it to make, to make it, it good. To make it good. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Man, what do you think, Chris? Another week gone. Another week gone. Um, let's get it. We'll we'll give you our review of the Republican National Convention next week. We'll talk yeah, a little I'll bit about it. that. I'm going to watch we'll some of that for sure. I might go back through. Um, and I'm watch. interested to see who the people they got up there. I hope it's more entertaining than the Democratic National Convention because that just seemed like like the worst TV in American history right. that I've ever seen. So I know I know we're trying to wrap it up. But I will add, ask you what you think, uh, because this is a point that's I've seen been brought up from people who are more on the left than I am, is the fact that the Republican National Convention, half of the guests have the Trump family name in it. Is that um, an issue? I did not see, ha I would not say half. I would say at least, of course... You know, well, Trump's got a lot of kids. You know, he's, he been, does, he's yeah. been around the block a minute. You can have you know? four of them up there easy. I mean, four maybe maybe he should have been a Democrat with starting all those baby mamas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least most of his kids did something. But they yeah, did something. Because <laughs> he was part of their life. But um, um, no, I would say at least every night that there's a there, in in the speakers list, I read it today, and there's a Trump involved. Maybe two Trumps. 
I think they're trying to sell the point of the fact that, that but, he can't have anybody else appeal to him, and that's why he has to have his family speak at the RNC. There are some good people, actually, on the list I saw. Like, yeah. they, they have you know, Jim, Jim Jordan from Ohio. I like Jim Jordan. You know, yeah, um, Crenshaw from Texas. The governor, the, you know, I'm talking about the eye patch. Is, so I don't and maybe name. this is my uh, political fallacy. Isn't yeah. Jim Jordan from uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio? He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Nice. Yeah. But uh, but he's got a, he's got a good list, you know. I mean, you know, of course, it's going to be conservative, just as well. The whole why, point why, that why they're trying to sell, be? and maybe that's why I bring it up. The whole point that they're trying to sell is that Trump couldn't appeal to anyone else besides his family. This was his only choice was to pick people in his family because those are the only people that really follow no. him, which I don't think is accurate. No, it's not true. And there's 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 plenty of Republicans standing up and coming out. You know, I mean, you still got four days of this convention. And, you know, I'm sorry, uh, getting back to the Democratic National Convention, you have all these, these you know, moderate <laughs> Republicans going to show up at the Democratic National Convention and speak out. I'm like, ah, oh, so... I felt so, so bad for Andrew. And then when I saw Colin Powell, and I'm like, man. Colin Powell, man. <laughs> I was like, we understand why you left fucking Bush Jr. You couldn't do it no more because this guy was obviously incompetent. And you know, he yeah. and he was... And you were and Cheney was running the show. And you knew it. He was. And he so ran, you he left. ran most so of you that presidency. So you left. Yeah. But... As a general and a person, you know, who believes in their troops, I believe Colin Powell believes in the American military. He was a career yeah, military. I always liked some Colin I like, Powell. I yeah. like, I like Schwarzkopf, and I liked him. I liked him, too. And You know that, you know, you're just being a mouthpiece for yeah, the DNC now. I mean, you know, don't, is regardless of whether you right like Trump ideas. or not, still support the party, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, then you got these other Republicans who are out there doing, you know, ah, look, look at us. And I'm like, all right, so you got five percent. AOC, she's pissed because she got 60 seconds. But you did get up <laughs> and fucking nominate Bernie Sanders. You might only get 60 seconds. Oh. You know? You yeah. might get 60 seconds when you nominate Bernie Sanders, who's obviously not the person they're picking. I just, I don't <laughs> understand, like, because that's why the point where I think Biden's kind of like, uh, it's like you have to be extra non-threatening because I think they could have easily done a, a Sanders-Harris ticket and probably get the same amount of votes. I probably, I'm or sure. More, they, uh, you know, Bernie more, just this this. To be honest, but they picked Biden because he's basically right. a he fucking, wasn't going to take their money. He's as some people would put it, a house plant at this point. <laughs> with the amount of sentience they have, I'm pretty sure he just responds to extreme changes in light and temperature. And that's a, that's about my thing is, is like let's give it up for the for for Biden's doctors because whatever they shot him up with before they pushed him out in there in front of the that camera yeah. to give that speech you need to give man, him some well you need to give him some really drugs. really helped him out or some shit really helped some him out I was like I was like okay this guy hasn't made any kind of gap Make him a little peppy, how many you know, times did he read this. There. It's like there's like guys in the back like okay hit him hit him in the arms yeah <laughs> poof shove him out there okay you, he's they're, on it read the teleprompter they're just, just gonna you know, the point where you can like you know you can watch his <laughs> eyes and he's just he's just completely just like yeah. verbatim to the teleprompter oh man <sighs> I know and like we don't even know if it was live we don't even know if it was live because damn near all of it was taped. So was Joe yeah. really live when he was a live given studio that? Studio audience, yeah. 
was he really live? I don't know. But then, like, even to the point, like, I laughed when, like, they show him and him and Jill going out into where into his house and they're shooting <laughs> off fireworks. Like, he's got his mask on and he takes it off. Yeah, just... he takes it off, and she's like, she's like nudging him, like, put put the mask yeah. back on, Jill. He's like, note. he's like, did you? <laughs> he was like barely like, oh, I gotta put it back on. Mm-hmm. You see the old favor. He's like, I'm Joe Biden's husband. I'm Joe Biden's husband. I'm Joe Biden's husband. Good and they're job. like, no, no, he said Jill Biden. I'm like, no, fucking no, didn't. he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's probably because of his stuttering problem. Yeah, probably. That's you shouldn't what, make fun of that. You shouldn't make fun of that because you know they had this kid come on TV and yeah. who had a stutter, who obviously had a stutter. Yeah, and. Um, so Joe has well, a stutter I guess problem. maybe Greta Thunberg wasn't available, so they had to get the stutter kid out there to be like. Don't I was make in the army with the guy who was in the, who had I'd a stutter. Be criticism because if you make fun of me, you make fun of making, kids with mental deficiencies. That's right, and that's, that's how we dehumanize you. you. Because I don't have a mental deficiency, but I do have a handicapped, and yeah. I'm not handicapped. I'm handicapped. Well, the best thing about those things is you can pick and choose when it happens, you know? That's right. If you have a stuttering problem or some other sort of issue, oh, that you was can really stutter. just pick and choose when that comes up, you that know? That was my stutter. <laughs> I had a stutter today. I was stuttering. It only happens when I want it to. I, I, I have a stuttering problem. <laughs> but I've never, like, actually let it get me behind. No. Sometimes, I, I tell people, it was like, sometimes I just think faster than I can talk. Well, that's what I do when I write stuff down. <laughs> when I try oh, to write oh, stuff down. Oh, there's the worst. Yeah. So many words missing. <laughs> well, you get ahead of yourself in your mind. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I fight with that problem. You know, even in a text message. And it's like, I, I will reread a text message like three or four times before I send it. And then I send it and I read it and go, oh, man, I forgot. And... And changes the whole context of the stupid-ass text I just sent. Yeah, you need to come up with something to where, like, you think you sent it, but you don't really send it. Because right. the, the, any of the times that I've done that, it's after I send the message and I read through it and go, oh, fuck. Man, but I proofread it, you know, like once that or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I should have said that differently. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm not big on social Says media. Says something about liking Big like Johnsons. You never, you never get any context. There's no tone. There's no inflection. Right. There's, there's no, no inflection. There's no. It's we, it's an impersonal conversation. Human beings are social. We need to be Correct. around each other. Correct. It's true. Because when you, I had a person tell me, he's like, you know what, Chris? The worst way to communicate is through email. You should only send short messages in email. This is like what email was like becoming a thing. Yeah. So you should only say yes, no, I don't know, I'll look into it. Don't get involved into this. He's like, because they're going to completely take it out of context and they're thinking, and they're going to think you're going to be an asshole. <laughs> Which I, I I put that to. That's a fair point. Yeah. I put that there, and you know, and I and I use that to the point where like somebody actually got mad at me because I said, okay. Yeah. That's all I said, and. The email was okay. <laughs> but to some people, that can sound sarcastic. That can sound. You know. I'm like, what does? And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, means okay. It means okay. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't elaborate on it because I thought just saying okay yeah. would clear everything up. But it I did, didn't know. It this. actually made things Apparently more it's complicated. Escalating, yeah. It's escalating into something that you think I'm being a dick about, which I'm not. 
don't know. I'm so just... somatics and just talking with people. I had a friend of mine that you know that I'm trying to get on the show, and and we had that kind of conversation. And I was like, look, man, I'm a, I was like, I, I'm much better in person than trying to speak through Facebook, a text message, or messenger. Yeah. You can't have a real conversation with a real human being and actually get something and out get of it something out unless of it. you like, sit down I, I'm fine with fighting with people that I don't know. Yeah, fine and with I have too. that. I had that issue when I was watching the Kamala Harris speech. And I had said a couple things on the ABC website of Facebook. Was and, there an incessant cackling? Well, you know, and I said, you know... I, uh, obviously, I, I, can't, I, I can't really remember what I'd said... But the, the person who replied back to me was like, oh, you're just a hick, and you have no idea, as you live in your wealthy neighborhood. That's a reasonable live, argument. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. I was like, well, you're wrong, for one. Don't live in a wealthy so neighborhood. What happens then if everything you, that I have... So what happens I, if you grow up dirt poor, and then you uh, gain skills and abilities and uh, right. become middle class? Like, you're yeah. part of that fucking, like, you know, that's a that whole socialist, like, bourgeoisie. white supremacy... Yeah, yeah. You 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 did what was right and became. Well, it's, you know, it's all things convenient at the current time, right. so it's nothing really coherent. But I thought, and what I said to this person was, I was like, "Oh, always attack the person, never the issue." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and that and I kind of left it at that, and I didn't hear anything back from that person. And then I had a couple of other things people said to me, and I said the same exact thing. Always attack yeah. the person, well, never a, the issue. That's a fair point, and that's a lot of what happens, and that's why I'm, like, I've never been a big fan of social media, and I'm still not, and I think it was maybe a good experiment, but it, it's not something that we should keep doing because of that, that right there. Well, in, in, in its defense, it's part of, it's, it's, it's in the fabric of society now, and we're not going to get away from it. So I'm not saying embrace it. Or be yeah. be compliant to it. Like I'm never compliant to anything that's just, you know. Well, I don't even me what I, to do. I wouldn't even say that's <laughs> something that we can't solve. But maybe just, you know, not necessarily embrace it or anything like that. But uh, understand that it is as significant as an issue as it is, right. and, and then and, and really take steps to counteract that and counteract it, and and be you know don't let the one sided. You know, group. no, don't let them take over the don't whole thing. Don't let fucking, them take over the whole thing because yeah. I really feel like, you know, that's their goal is to, to take over the they whole thing. They just don't want anyone else to have a voice. That's that's right. the main your, part. Your opinion does not does not fit our opinion, so we're gonna censor you. Yeah. Which is wrong in America. That's the First Amendment right. We all have freedom of speech and we can say what we want. Whether I agree with you or not, I'm fine with you not agreeing with me. Trust me. Every day, if you don't agree with me, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But give me a viable argument why you don't agree with me. If you use the term wrong speak, I feel like that says more about you. That says more about you. And if you think that you need to shout in my face your opinion, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to listen. When you're shouting at me, I'm listening less. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm listening less. And all yeah. I'm doing is getting frustrated because you're only shouting. Yeah, it doesn't open up communication. It doesn't open up communication. And if you want to sell your ideas because you think that they're correct in the world, and they'll somehow help right society, um, then maybe the whole tear down the system aspect. Right. Let, let your ideas sell themselves, and it's your ability right. to articulate them that's going to sell it. That's going to sell it. 
half-assed generalizing, yeah, selling a point, stupid and then demands. shouting people down if they disagree with right. it is what, not. What did, what did BLM say last? It's week? just con, it's just uh, contributing to your own delusions of grandeur. Sure, right. What did BLM say last week? I don't they know. said there's no meet our demands or get ran over. But I feel like they only say that because they've had that happen to them more often. Meet our demands. Not. There is no. There, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm kind of like processing it right now. I'm trying to remember the whole. Say, so if you're talking about conflicts, they've been run but, over but, a few um, more times. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just this whole thing about how. You know, we don't really care what you think. Either meet our demands, or you'll be ran over. Oh, that's fine. If they want to issue an ultimatum, I mean, that's that's only going to take right. you so far. All that's going to do is that that goes back to the whole de-escalation thing they were talking about. They're right. trying to escalate issues rather than de-escalate. Right. And trying to come to, like... So, but what happens when you escalate things and there is a repercussion for your actions when you live in a world where you didn't think any of your actions had meaning or repercussions? Right. Who are you going to blame? Who are you going to blame? Well, obviously, they're not going to blame themselves. They're going to dig themselves deeper. Right. So, I don't know. At some point, this whole shit's got to break because you, you can only keep repeating the same cycle over and over before and, you, you know. And, and and even when I even when I look at Portland and you know, I, I really think Portland may be lost. You know, I think you know that you know for the time being. For the time I give it five years, and you know, and I think that you know that they they've 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 this is going to be this is going to be the great experiment of communism in America will be Portland. And these communists, you know, I don't know why we need to do mayors and governors in inside. America. But you know, I'm telling you, that's what it's going well, for. Because obviously, you know, they're they're bowing down to them. Well, they're been... allowing it to happen. They're telling you that you know that that you know. Oh, you know, what well, 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 the story was is like if the federal officers get out of Portland, yeah. it will end. And it ended for one day. It didn't end, and then they decided to go attack. The ice, police. You know the ice. They decided to go over there and attack it. Now they're moving through the suburbs. They're doing everything. Yeah, I saw some of the videos. Of they're that, doing you know. everything that the that that BLM and Antifa said they would do, and they're practicing in Portland. Well, they're really seeing what they can get away they, with. They they went through the neighborhoods with a guillotine, <laughs> with a guillotine, a fake guillotine to say, uh, basically, you know. Bow yeah, down. Those people are, don't really know history that well. They do don't they? know it that well because they don't know what happened with all oh, that so French the, Revolution yeah, and how fucked up that who, ended. Who met the guillotine? Was it the revolutionaries or was it the uh, the people who ran the country in France? I, um, I believe I'm pretty sure are, all I, of them. I believe the <laughs> revolutionaries uh, took most of the guillotine and things, which they believe that they are. So them rolling it out is almost an ironic statement, statement that says we don't really know what we're doing here. Exactly. So. And I look at it, but this is this is the whole, the whole idea that you know. But you, but these democratic, the democratic mayor and the democratic governor, are allowing this to happen in Portland every day. Yeah, because yeah, they're no, part of this yeah. communist yeah. movement, you know. And if you know what, if Portland, Oregon wants to be its own little country, let it be its own little country. Yeah.
I, I, I kind of understand the aspect of, of maybe Canada suffer, wants it, but that maybe we can pawn it off to Canada. Canada doesn't want <laughs> maybe any wa- of this maybe they shit. want Washington they and don't Oregon. Want any of it? They, they maybe want just call them up and say, "Hey, you guys want these guys? No. Let's show them what socialism's really you're, like." You're gonna see them. <laughs> you guys give give them some Canadian socialism. Ramp up that friendly border a little bit more, yeah. and I don't fucking blame them for doing it. No, no. They, why would the, you want these fucking assholes in your country? Yeah. I mean, you know, and and, are, and, we, and, and, and a quick, a quick, we are Canada's Mexico. A quick shout out to, <laughs> you know, the Spanish community out there in the world who are, are, are making a way in America. See, you know, I respect that you still have a great love for family and community and not being sold this democratic lie yeah. that they have sold the black people. Well, they'll try to sell it to them when they move here. You know? And, and then know, they realize... Well, a lot of them have... They either... They have a backbone. ...get into a career field, or they start their own business, or they they take... They assimilate to the level to which I would want somebody that moves to this country to assimilate, to which you keep your local culture, you keep the food, because that, all that shit's interesting... <laughs> But you assimilate to the actual country values. Right. I agree with that. And, and I think, you know, and a lot of these people have left, you know, oppressive they have. socialistic yeah, governments yeah. to get here. Yeah. So they know what's Much going worse on. worse places than here. You know, I mean, you know, I talked with a friend of Much mine, worse. you know, you know, who had friends from Honduras. And they're like, and he, and he a 13-year-old kid, he was a 13-year-old kid and yeah. got out of Honduras and ended up in the United States. Because he fled, because they were just killing everybody in Honduras. Oh yeah, the communists were killing everybody in Honduras. They're just going through villages, and if either you submitted or you died. I had a, <laughs> uh, I had a boss when I helped manage a, a rental car company in Arizona, and uh, she moved to the United States from Liberia. There you go. And she everything was, in the world. I yeah. used to watch Black Ops. Uh, everything happened in Liberia. Not the nicest place in the world. A cola, uh, uh, Ebola. Yeah, that's where it was the biggest outbreak where, was Liberia. You know, just rampant mass murder. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she moved to D.C. and went to work for the IRS and did that. And then, like, the, this person, like, you know, uh, had her own backstory, had her own culture, had her own thing going on. It was very interesting, but was also had an understanding and appreciation for why things are the way they are in this right. country. Right. I had some that's fr- why you move from fucking Liberia, you know? Yeah, you get, you get out. <laughs> and I used, to, I used to, like, kind of chuckle at her and look at her when the people would come in and they would, you know, ask her where she's from. And they in Liberia, and like, oh, that's, uh, you know, and they would talk about, like, African culture and how it's great and everything. And it's just like, yeah, it's great and everything. But do you know what the fuck goes on in Liberia? Yeah. So you would not look at some person like, oh, you're from Liberia. Oh, that's great. What a great country. Gee. Blah, blah, blah. No, like, you no, you're going to be honest with that person. Was like, I'm glad you're here because it's, as great as some of the pieces of that culture are, that's a fucked up country. For some reason, horrible there, shit happens. There, there's something that I remember that's kind of like off the, well, part of Liberia. But apparently, you know, at one time, like when the Franklin Mint were, would release commemorative coins, they were legal tender in Liberia. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Like in That's the in, the, in like the mid nineties, I remember like legal tender in Liberia. Shit. I'm like, why, why, <laughs> why what? is that legal tender there? Where is Liberia? Do they have a? My mint? first question was, is there a Where's Liberia? Liberia? <laughs> are they pressing <laughs> coins back there? What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. 
That's when I first ever heard of Liberia when they like legal tender in Liberia. I'm like, where in the hell is Liberia at? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's in Africa. And then uh, all the fucked up shit happened there. Ebola. Yeah. Ebola. That's where that like really broke out. The way bad. I would rank it is better than the Congo, worse than Zimbabwe. Yeah. And when I watched the show on A on A and E called Black Ops, those guys were always in Liberia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, don't go there. That's not a place on your vacation plans, okay? We're not uh, unless you just like some really my, fucked not, up not unless you're just looking to like get crazy and go dark. Go I mean, to Liberia. You know, maybe you can get a gun when you're there and just go out there and see what's happening. And let us know. Maybe you can come back yeah, to get us. Get involved in some Maybe proxy we should set wars. up like a uh Start Maybe we should uh, set up a, an email account so you can email us and tell us if you've gone to Liberia and decided <laughs> to go into a proxy war and be a mercenary. Yeah, send It'd us be really your, interesting uh, to hear those stories. Send us your hostage uh, negotiation email. Yeah. And then if you've got video, that would even be better. Or some audio. That would end up on live leak like everything does. It will be edited for like screams and pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I've um, talked enough. Yeah, we're going to end on screams and pain. That's interesting. We're going to end on screams and pain. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope that you're actually listening to this. We don't even know. We're just, just doing our thing. We're just, just a couple guys here talking about life. Sitting in the garage around a card table. Thank you guys for listening. We'll get back to you. Maybe we'll do some more interesting things. Hoping to get some guests in here. It's tough when you tell people that you're doing a podcast. Some people would probably just laugh it off, but who knows? Starting off the hardest part. Starting off the hardest part and being consistent. That's what wins. It is. All right. I'm out. Jason. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.